Hello there, Jonathan here. Uh, just gonna say, it's been a while since we did part one of this. Uh, this actually continues right out of uh, Lightning Strikes Twice, which we recorded, I think, more than a month ago. And uh, part one was released uh, three weeks ago. So yeah, me and Eric recorded on location in his apartment together with uh, Matthias R. And also we had Paula Cayo in from Southern California. I'll follow this rift to the end of the earth. A to Z, innit? We're still here in, uh, in, uh, in my Casa de, de Mi. Yeah, we had a little break talking about Henrik Johansson for half an hour. Yes. <laughs> which was nice. That will be available. But don't tell him. Oh. Yeah. He'll never find out. He won't listen to Shh. it. <laughs> he won't listen to this. <laughs> but, yeah. but he won't listen to this one. He might listen to this. That'll be fun. Here we are again at, at <laughs> dusk. It's dusk now. Eh? Dusk. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I don't know why I'm wearing we're these headphones. Gonna, we're, not, we're not gonna stay till dawn, but now it's dusk. Yeah, no, I'm not fucking wait that that long ever these days. <laughs> um, so we're moving on to uh, something very different. Still on L. So now, hello. Hello, there you go. Loneliness of the Long Distance Runner. Yeah. What a funny title that is. <laughs> well, it's very, very long. But it's based on a movie, which is based on a novel. novel. Yeah. Uh, is it actually a novel? That, this is a thing, I talked about this with Paul this morning, that novel is confusing for Swedes because uh, we call short stories novel. Yeah. Uh, no- yeah novella? No, it, no, well, I think... Uh, Novella is probably a short story. Yeah. But I think that it just... But this is, an, is a book. This is a proper, as we say in Swiss, roman. Roman. We call it it's roman. a roman. We no, it, it's not a roman. <laughs> we call it roman. <laughs> but that's novel for, 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 for anyone else. Yeah. And uh, it's, a, it's, a, it's a full book. Uh, yeah, so this is a full-on yeah. book. Full-on book. <laughs> the bookest of books. And the author is Alan Silito. Alan Silito. 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 What, what a strange name. Yeah. Alan Silito. Okay. And he wrote the script for the film. Mm. And the Silito. film's name is Loneliness of the Long Distance Runner. of the long distance runner well, the song has the same name yeah <laughs> correct the song that we will now talk about <laughs> the name of the song is <laughs> loneliness of the long distance runner runner and it's called from the north Biden I to say in it so yeah uh, I'm just gonna run it by you guys isn't that a funny title for a heavy metal track it is. It is. It is a bit of a... No other band. Like, Metallica would never have Loneliness no. of the Long Distance Runner. No. They could have Ides of March. Sure. They could have yeah. that. They could have... 
Oh, did they know? Yeah, that's one of their songs. So yeah, definitely. No, I'm talking about. I'm talking about a. Holier than thou. I holy. thought you said. No, I said hell be the name. Hell be the name. Okay. I also oh, thought that, you that, said okay. holier than thou. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's weird. Maybe it was kind of well, we don't. Yeah. Well, 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 they could definitely have hell be the name. They could well, have uh, children of the damned, maybe. Well, but we'll they could not have loneliness. We're gonna, I'm gonna, of this, the long at this point, I'm going to clip in me saying whatever the, I said before, and we'll see if I'm right. Holier than him. Holier than him. Holier than him. Holier than him. Annunciate the way up. Anyway, um, <laughs> so. Um, no, it is, it is a very odd, very odd title. Yeah, but it, but it even as a kid, when I bought the, the CD, the '98 mm-hmm. remaster of this one, which I, I clearly remember my first listen-throughs on that record, which I don't really do for the others uh, because I bought them, you know, as soon as I had pocket money, I would buy the next. Uh, of, mm-hmm. There were eleven albums I didn't have when Brave New World came out. Yeah, and uh, but I clearly remember the first listen to this in a, one of those shitty uh, boom blasters. You know, boombox? That, uh, boombox, that's the name. Uh, boom, uh, a really shitty boombox in the countryside. I was just there this weekend, so uh, I was in the same area. But one of those, uh, you feel that it, it can't take any beating. Like it's made of uh, the most fragile plastic. Mm-hmm. You know which one I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. There's a little CD deck on top of it. Yeah. And I remember listening to this album and figuring out for the first time in my life what an electric bass was. Because I heard when he started clucking in Caught Somewhere in Time. Yeah. That's not a guitar. Ah, now I know. Oh, that's, that's cool. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's not a guitar. The other example was the trooper where I heard a robot voice. Which was the... Yeah. The ringing of Steve strings. Yeah. Uh, but uh, so I remember that and I remember loving the vibe uh, and also the, a vibe that never changed for me. I said that last week about yeah. Killers. Uh, mm. It's true about uh, this album as well. That there's that summertime vibe we had Don's Fawn Yeah. Uh, cherishing memories from, from youth uh, surrounding this album. And uh, that, th- I think this track is one of the most summer in time on the album. It's very summer in time. If you don't like summer in time, you surely don't like loneliness of the long distance runner. Yeah, but do you think that the songwriting is typical? I mean, the songwriting of loneliness of long distance runner is typical somewhere in time. No, the presentation, no. the presentation, the, the, the production, yeah. the sounds. Yeah, yeah, the yeah sounds, the I presentation, can agree with that. The presentation, the, the sort of there's a little like uh, a little bit of peculiar, a peculiar vibe going through this album. Yeah. Somehow, I don't know. Yeah. I can't find a better word for it. it. It's a kind of chorus, a chorus uh, pedal feel to the to the guitars. All definitely, over. definitely all over. When we play those songs with the cover band, the chorus is on for the whole song. Yeah, for the rhythm yeah, but, guitar. Uh, have you have you dabbled in this song? No, just wasted years so far. So we haven't. You have to do one more for this. Uh, yeah, we, me and Christian really want to do Caught Our in Time. So at some yeah, point, that'd, that'd be cool. Happen. Yeah. We had this, uh, me and Henrik had this cover band uh, called Strange and Strange Band many, many years ago. And we used to do uh, Seal Madness.
mean, you talk about you talk about night and day between Lightning Strikes Twice and this song as to how how well structured and layered something is and and just even if you take out like song quality because not everyone feels the same way about somewhere in time although i'm seeing more and more people listed as their favorite album besides myself it's just it is yeah it even even just for sound quality alone i i like that that spacey kind of atmosphere that it invokes with pretty much every song on the album it's got this uh i guess you start from that that melody intro this really slow build i believe it's adrian playing the melody and it's only i think it's only five notes but he does so much with it that it just like the way they ascend and descend melodies it just locks you in from the first second of the song i'll follow this riff to the end of the earth Because Maiden's so good at at uh, using the music to set the scene and atmosphere, it sounds to me like he's like it's literally an early morning sunrise where when a lot of people like to get up and run, and then when Dave comes in with those crash chords, that's the sun cresting over the horizon and you warming up your muscles to sort of run or sprint to a slow jog, where Nico comes in with the snare and he like. Compared to the two hi-hats and the intro of Li- of Lightning, where he's just, he's doing, I think, 16ths on the hi-hat and then hitting the snare, adding the bass and the snare under the second measure. It's so cool, so great. I know that many people of my generation's favorite album is Summer in Time and that they like the sound of the album. I know that uh, Fredrik Folke that uh, uh, unleashed uh, and playing with me in Dead Cosmonaut as well. Mm. He's a big fan of this album. Don Svane, we mentioned, is the only album he really gives the time of his day. Yeah, Christian Nieman. Christian Nieman likes, I think... um, Peace of mind. He, I think he said peace of mind, summertime, and killers yeah. for him. Okay. So a little bit, but he's a, a bigger maiden nerd than, mm-hmm. than, yeah. than average, I guess. I don't know, but um, uh, also Paul from this morning. Yeah, California, Paul California, Randy yeah. California. He, he he it's his favorite album, and, okay. and it's my favorite production personally. And I I quite like Martin Birch. Uh, I've said before I'm a Martin Birch fanboy, so. I like most of his productions, but I think mm. this one is a bit special and uh, it's not as. Uh, it is saturated, yeah, but it's it is. A kind of old school saturated. It, it has a, there's some warmth left in there still, yeah, uh, with all that chorus and. But extra. correct me if I'm wrong, but they did use different amplifiers. Yeah, uh, Galen Kruger. Yeah, Galen Kruger. Kruger yeah. Uh, solid. Because the guitar sound is radically different from the earlier. From yeah. earlier, <coughs> excuse me albums solid state instead of valve yeah and it's kind of funny to when you now when you bring up martin birch that when you listen to his production and i don't mean just the the maiden albums but i mean blows the cult black sabbath deep purple white snake michael schenke group yep when you listen to these albums 
there isn't a sound. It's not a. It's not like you put them on and you hear a Martin Bush sound. No. Many producers has like a signature kind of sound, but not Martin Birch. He has this really wide selection of different sounds, yeah. different drum sounds, different bass sounds, different yeah. different kind of guitar sounds. He's been presented by himself, I think, and also by others as a more of an engineer. Yeah. But still a good producer. Yeah. But he's sort of a little bit of an anti-producer, I think, that he, he, he involves himself more with the band's vision. And then he tries to engineer the best result for it. Yeah. But, uh, I mean, he, he's so good at what he does. Yeah. So there's definitely some secret sauce in there. That, uh, there know, must be. You can't reverse engineer I know. Him. This, is, this is a bit, bit of topic, but hey, that's what we're here for, right? Yeah. Yes. yeah. I, I know I read an interview with uh, uh, one of few interviews with Martin Birch. Mm-hmm. Somewhere made 83, 84, mm-hmm. I guess, ish. Uh, where he talks about that he's making an album himself. Mm-hmm. That We never heard it. We never heard it. It never came out. Apparently some sort of blues, rock type of album. He, uh, he was a guitar player himself. Yeah, I know he helped out with some guitar stuff in, in Maiden. Yeah. Arrangement-wise, Yeah, I think, anyway. I mean, I would... I would love to hear that. I would love to hear that. But we can hear Will Malone's stuff. <laughs> that, is, that stuff is available. Yeah. yeah. I think, I think I mean, that's exciting. <laughs> <laughs> exciting. That's exciting. So you listen to certain producers. There's a dude I don't remember his name. I'll, oh, he was very big in the sort of new metal scene. Uh, Ross. Ah, uh, you know, you, you I know that. others that were big in the new metal scene, but well, they, they, Ross doesn't know. Terry about. Date is one of them, but I'm thinking. About, yeah. Let's see, Ross so, Robinson. There you go. Yes, because yeah. he did. He did like the the he did. Corn. Uh, yeah, the first Slipknot. Uh, and he, but he, he had a kind of. At least some of the productions had sort of you could hear was who was. Corn generally has really good production, well, yeah, in my but, opinion. Uh, but but Slipknot like, too. Yeah, but I think I think my point being just that that um, some producers you can kind of hear that it, you can kind of hear they have a certain sort of vibe sound. Mm-hmm. But I think Martin just did whatever he was doing, whoever it was, he could have produced Ramones and made them sound the most Ramones that ever sound. Yeah, absolutely, and absolutely. That, there's there's no one out there. No, quite like no, that. and you can't reverse engineer it, but. Uh, what I found myself in when I work with other bands, uh, it's not so much because I'm a Martin Birch fanboy. Actually, it's more about you know the way of least resistance, really, like me being lazy. Yeah. But I've I found myself in the most comfortable and the most fruitful position for me as an, as, as as a producer is to work very closely to the band uh-huh. and let them call the shots, but also explain like, okay, we can do this thing that you want to do, but it's going to take a lot of time, and I'm not going to do it alone. You're going to sit right there with me. That's, that's my method, you know, yeah. mm-hmm. uh, because then they would be like, okay, maybe it's not worth it. Yeah. Rather than me saying, uh, you know, straight away it's not worth it. Because then you're kind of being a, yeah. a gatekeeper, or you're, you're mestrar, you yeah. know, you're, uh, I don't know what the word is, you're, uh, I guess it's, it's too dominant. of an Bullying. Yeah, yeah, a bit <laughs> bullying. Bull- yeah, a bit bullying, yeah. yeah. I mean, there are bully producers out there and they're good too, but Martin yeah. isn't one of them, you know. No. And, uh, Although his... Nickname for Seven Song was Pool Bully. Pool Bully, but that's because he pushed people into the pool. <laughs> that's when, nasty. Yeah, that's not a very pleasant that, thing that, to do, is it? Uh, uh, I heard from the band that when he had days off, yeah, he would be a bit. Was, of was that Martin? Menace. Yeah, was that Martin or Marvin? And uh, Marvin, yeah. it was Marvin.
Yes, I was just about to say that. I guess you would call it the arpeggiated uh, fill. That's probably my favorite guitar part of this album, and it's so... It's almost... It's almost easy to miss if you're not really paying attention, but it, the, the album's mixed so well that so many things can just pop out at you from it. Is it is it a 16 bar chorus? Like I feel like it go it it does feel it feels long musically, but I feel like because the song's going so fast it it flies by and then the alternating drum beat that he plays underneath it. Like you like you said it is a it is a weird chorus because it's just run on and on, run on and on. The loneliness of the long long distance runner. It doesn't really resolve, does it? Yeah, I like the melody, but it, it doesn't have a chorusy resolve to it. It's more like uh, it sounds a bit desperate, which I like. You know? Yeah, uh, that's that's a great adjective to describe this this chorus. And then once you once the once the vocals drop out, you have another you have an amazing harmony where. I think it's only four notes on this one. The it sounds like it's so many more notes than than just that. But the way it's arranged, it's just. And then I call this part the the B flat chop and stop. Yeah, I feel like that's the part where if you put yourself in the running position, that's where you just want to give up and stop or start walking or something. And it does it twice for, but I guess because of the speed of the song, it doesn't feel unnecessary. The film, have you seen the film? I've not seen no. the film. No. no, me neither. I haven't read the book. I have the sort of excerpt of the story of the book which I think involves uh, a runner, an athlete, an athletic runner. Yeah. But he uh, represents... It's a troubled youth. He represents his own prison, I think. Mm. This, from, what I've, um, from what I've understood. Yeah. That he represents the prison where he is an inmate. He represents them as an athlete, as a runner. And apparently when he is about to win the race, he realizes, I don't want to win for these wankers oh spoilers so he stops right before the finish line <laughs> yeah uh, around the line in the song is also futile and i feel that's super steve harris too like yeah. stubborn that's an yeah. he, he does he also does very much like an underdog story yeah yeah stubborn you know like i'm not gonna win for these wankers as, as far as i understand that the, the film is about this youth character who is uh, very troubled and anti-social and then he finds himself through running, and uh, then and he is encouraged by someone in his somewhere around someone close to him that you this is your thing you should do this, and then he takes up running and uh, as as in the lyric and in the film he he is about to win this important race, but realizes I have already won I have found myself I don't yeah. need to win this race. To those, be a winner for those to, wankers. Yeah, to be a full person. So he just walks away. 
so basically very Harris. It's a Harris yeah, only track. I mean, you can hear Steve Harris oh. explain this song by saying it's about this bloke. It's about this bloke, right? It's about this bloke <laughs> that's <laughs> he's running, right? And <laughs> then he feels like he's not like to run anymore. He doesn't want to run for this particular team. Uh, Something like well, that. It, for me, it's a very Steve Harris theme, and if if I remember correctly, it's uh, also a Harris only track mm-hmm. because I yeah. think all the tracks he he wrote on Summertime are Harris only, and also all yeah. the, all the songs Smith wrote are Smith only. And yes. then you have Deja uh, Vu, which would be Murray Harris, I think. Yeah. So uh, it's just Harris. It's, it's a long that's the long distance runner. Long Again, a weird and height, isn't it? It's a weird I know you said that, but I think that I think that, yeah. I, think that um, I like it, but it's weird. Yeah, but I mean, if you're gonna do something so closely inspired by that kind of, if I was in your band and I came in with a song and I was adamant, it's gonna be called the loneliness of the long distance runner, Eric. I'd say that's great, but I remained that. <laughs> no, no, no! You have to disinclude that. I don't kidding. In the thought experiment, I, I maybe think, you would tell me like. I think if you explained it was the movie, I'd, maybe I, okay, maybe, but maybe you would tell me like, isn't there a more catchy title to this or something? It's, it's the title itself feels. Well, I mean, for instance, like uh, like the, the uh, one, one another one of his sort of movie inspired uh, the Clansman is not called Braveheart. No, it's called Braveheart. No, that's true. That might also be heard like Man that, on the Edge is not called Falling Down. But they sing falling down. Yeah. Quite a few times. Quite a few times. Strikes twice. Strikes twice. Well, I can, exp- I, can, I can give you first-hand information. Yes. Because oh. I'm so old, I was there when this record was released. I was 12 years You're old. You're quite impressive, aren't you? My, even my age is quite impressive. Well, actually. But the thing is, I remember when I read the titles of the album, I, was, I didn't really know English that well. I was 12. Yeah. And when I read the titles of the songs, this one just jumped right out like Same The Loneliness me. of the Long Distance yeah. Runner. Yeah. What, Stands out. what is that about? Yeah. The loneliness of the long it distance. It sounds run. philosophical at first glance, right? Yeah. It sounds very philosophical, which I guess it's kind of is, but uh, Absolutely. Yeah. It sounds maybe even more philosophical than this. The yeah. loneliness of the long distance runner. And I mean, I was that intrigued that I know that I sat down with a, a dictionary and uh, translated the whole lyric. Oh, that's and funny. as a 12-year-old, I learned such strange words for a Swedish 12-year-old, like futile and, futile. and determination. Yeah. 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 You, were probably, you were definitely the only kid in that area. In, in my class, yeah. Who knew that word? Uh, well, uh, I impressed my, my English teacher. Uh, in, uh, I'm like eight or ten years younger, so for me it was easier because I had the video games. And determination uh, and futile are definitely part of video game lingo. Uh, okay. Especially when I was a kid, I would you know pour over the sit, analyze the fuck out of those lyrics, anything because like you 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 know you because you uh, you know you, with your headphones on, whatever you're doing, you know, like I like when when I first got into Metallica and stuff, I remember sitting 
And you know, I only had a cassette. I mean, I kill them all is one I had. And I tried to, I tried to hear what they were saying, and we'll not figure that out. Uh, yeah, well, well you, know. you have a point there. I, I did look up like Master Puppets. What is it about? But I, I, I Google didn't Google it because there was no Google. So I, I Alta Vista it, <laughs> which is not a good verb, is well, it? There, there's some, there's some, <laughs> but, uh, yeah. but I did, yeah. So of course I had some interest in the lyrics and the and the lyrical mm-hmm. themes. But I would say in general, for 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 metalheads, it's often quite a lot about music. But yeah, that's true. But you still, but but like, but is it a different? Because I mean, English is your first time. time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Maybe that, that I don't know. Thing as well, I guess that could be that, that could definitely be part of it. Yeah. Um, I recall how insanely frustrating it was as a lifelong Pearl Jam fan. They didn't have lyrics in their albums for quite a while. Okay, and, <laughs> and they refused to let you know. To and he does yarl quite a bit. Yeah, so. he has he has a bit of a yarl. Yarl, even yeah, because so like I think now, now yeah nowadays they're all in there. Yeah, okay. and some of them do that, but like for instance, like in the first couple albums, there's there was nothing there. Yeah, and there's not, not they also even now have them all on the website. Well, you're you're three years older than me. Yeah, uh, but for me, lyrics were on the internet. Yeah, no, yeah, but, but, but and I, even my lyrics actually songs that have not been in booklets because we couldn't afford a booklet. They are also on the internet now, mm-hmm. uh, so I think the, the, I mean well, my he, bands well, he, they don't have many listeners. Yeah, I can well, tell you, but so, are they correct? Uh, so far, so good. Yeah. yeah okay. Well, yeah. well so, 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 the thing about that is, uh, even when Pearl Jam, but you know, even in an internet world, it was it's not too long ago, relatively speaking, the band's history that. The, the, the lyrics are on the website. Yeah. They weren't for quite a while. I also realized, I never told you, but one of the first gigs I did not attend, but did hear live, was actually Neil Young with Pearl Jam. Oh, Mirrorball. When they yeah. 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 But we didn't go in. We were right. just sitting on the picnic outside, me, me and my dad, because he's a huge Neil Young fan. Yeah. Yeah. Cool to hear. That's a good album. Yeah, I remember it being good as a nine-year-old or whatever it was. You you know. Maidens in the House. I was there. Yeah, that, 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 that was different. That, that, that was in house. Another Eddie. That was the 2000s. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. Yes, exactly. Well, I'll just place in the middle yeah. of that because that, that I've been to the gig bef- the day before as well. And um, uh, I t- we talked about that one. That was the, the Metal 2000 one over at United States yeah. Stadium. And yeah, it was, it was fun to have that little callback. So I'm just, I'm just, I speculated quite a bit who was there. I'm imagining maybe. N- n- I think Dave and Nico more more, yeah, like, Nick, more likely yeah. than fucking Bruce and <laughs> I think Yannick, Dave and Nico yeah. were there. Right. Because right. I can see them leave oh, okay. from from had, the stage. I had a musical colleague uh, when I just started out who was a pianist and he played some prog music and I tried to make some prog yeah. tunes. And apparently he had uh, Yannick and Steve attend his show in 2000. He played with a uh, Irish uh, action rock uh, it's not called action rock when it's uh, you know more <laughs> pub rock Irish pub rock you know. Irish action rock yeah well, that's, it, it was that's a genre it was fast and intense but action uh, rock in it he said yeah and, and he didn't even like Iron Maiden <laughs> just like your friends who got engaged to Journeyman yeah not my friends even it's my it's my sort of it's my <laughs> girlfriend's brother yeah yeah got engaged to fucking Journeyman yeah no, no, I didn't know that was going to happen at that point I might have put something on this thing <laughs> I, I, like pro- I probably wouldn't have put on uh uh, Lightning Strikes Twice because I've been weird. Oh yeah, you got you edge to that. That would be horrible. Strike Twice. So wait a second. Dude, wait, wait, wait for the. T- Sorry. No. Anyway. Um, loneliness. Yeah, we haven't talked about that yet. <laughs> Not much. We talked a little bit with lyrics. Yeah. Uh, so we could stay on them just to clear the area out. Yeah. Let's do that uh, first. What's What's the most interesting parts uh, lyrically on of this of this song? What What I feel is the most, I guess, notable. Uh, Factor mm-hmm. is that the lyrics tend to follow the music a bit in this one. Provides yeah. that feeling of like momentum is important now. 
yeah w- whatever you're feeling yeah um, yeah compared to lightning strikes twice the lyrics on loneliness or long distance runner fits really really good yeah it's almost the whole shtick of the song yeah the concept of the song is that the lyrics and the music uh, have a type of marriage going on yeah which is surrounding this r- running thing yeah yeah <laughs> Even when Dave's no, it's actually Adrian's solo first. I think. Yeah. When that hits, it's uh, the second wind. You know, it, it's yeah, yeah, it's yeah definitely, yeah, absolutely. definitely, yeah. Uh, deliberately uh, designed to be the second wind, which is when you when you're running and you suddenly feel that okay, I can do this. Yeah. You get into a in Swedish we call it the second breath. Under under him. Under him. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and that's well, definitely it's, 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 yeah, second win. Second win, yeah, second win. It's definitely the idea of when the solo kicks in in full major too. Yeah, uh, like that. I think it's, yeah, it's triumphant. It's, it's like yeah, it is. now it's you're on. Triumphant is right. Yeah. higher i think a g chord is such a unique solo for both dave and adrian where yep he he bends in he goes super high on those bends and then he does the little bit of a blues descending it's it's just such a great example of how adrian's solos are mini songs within themselves they're hummable they're they're poignant is he the second solo or the first solo Adrian's first. These are uh, I was okay. So we got determination makes you run, never stop. Got to win, got to run till you drop. Drop. Yeah. Hold the brake. Yeah. Keep the pace. Uh, we also talked about that this morning. That this came out right after the World Slavery Tour. Yeah. Which could also add to you know uh, determination. Determination. Yeah. And know, it's futile. Not to <laughs> keep running. <Yeah>. The course. Yeah. <laughs> you know the course would be the. In tenure of the tour. Yeah, exactly. And uh, yeah, that's good. I think I think, I, I think it comes into play. I think this yeah. is the song that is. If there were ever any autobiographical songs about World Slavery Tour, this, yeah. this is the one. Uh, but then also veiled in that. So. If we ever meet Steve Harris and ask him, would he say that, or would he say, "No, it's just about this bloke"? He would say it's just about this bloke. <laughs> yeah. It's actually a really positive song. <laughs> <laughs> well, this kind of is because it's twice, twice. It is about determination and moving. <laughs> and, you know, it's. Yeah. Well, well, I would agree. This song is more positive, but this song yeah. is positive in the way of. Uh, is is the way is in a punky way? It's triumphant and defiant. It's defiant. Yeah. That's yeah. the word I was looking for. It's defiant because he's he's realizing I'm not going to win for these wankers. Mm. That's that's mm. the story of the track. That's the moral of oh, the story. Win for these wankers. All these wankers. Fuck. Fuck. So yeah, I think so. And uh, I, I've said many times that I've noticed that Steve can be a bit on the nose, a bit listing things. Yeah, yeah. I borrowed yeah. that from Henrik. Yeah, and. Uh, there's matters of yeah. like rebellion and there's matters of uh, yeah. 
integrity in it. Yeah. But it's also physically about a guy running. And he, yeah, he is very. He can be very literal and very on the nose sometimes. Like for uh, our, our, our brothers in Maiden What you're going to do yeah. on Monday. <laughs> I was thinking about, I was thinking about uh, Alexander the Great. Which I've heard people say, it's like it's like he's like singing a, like a Wikipedia Wikipedia or, metal. I think yeah. I, I, I think I get sure, but it, it, I still like it. But I like it. Also, it's encyclopedia metal because yeah. it's too early to be Wikipedia metal. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's encyclopedia metal, national encyclopedia uh, metal. That's a predating word. Wikipedia. Yeah, yeah. As I think because it's a Steve song, it like. Criticism-wise, maybe it could fall into overly descriptive, but it it nails what it feels like to run. Your your heart's beating loud and goes on even more till the sound is ringing in your head. It uh, it 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 lines up with Steve's uh, slavishly following the melody, one syllable for every note. Yep. Almost almost too obnoxious, but content-wise, he nails what it feels like to run. He gives. He gives Bruce no time to breathe, which I think is one of his biggest downfalls when performing songs in the 80s, especially like if you hear that bootleg of them hearing this song, it's almost like he can't he can't nail any any spot to to match the melody. I would love to hear them try this with their improved pacing these days. Did more rehearsal time or or a little bit more a little bit more performance-wise, a couple more nights to really nail it down. They couldn't have been happy considering, you know, shucking it after one attempt. No. But I'd be okay if we had just get one other song besides Heaven Can Wait and Wasted Years from this from this album. Rounding off the lyrics, uh, I would say I'm a, a low-key fan of these lyrics. Yeah, because they're they're just like they have no poetic ambitions in a way. No, but but just... they end up a little bit poetic anyway. Uh, sort of, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, I don't know. It's uh, it's, uh, it's a good theme, and it <coughs> ties into time. Yeah, you know, you run and you run against the clock. Yeah, normally, that's how it works. I mm-hmm. think. Well, yeah, I think. Uh, yeah, or time or other people. Or other people, yeah, but they also all uh, get compared by the the watch, right? Mm. There's the time that matters. Yeah, and I, and I like that about this album. The loose theme of Eric is yeah. laughing now. So no, 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 no. What I was laughing about is because I was gonna, I was about on just reflex to say that if I if I have one reoccurring joke about time, uh-huh. do you do you know what I'm referring to? I don't know if I had one, it would be. It's hammer time. No, I was gonna say no, 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 <laughs> because that was my first favorite song. Oh, <laughs> we can do MC Hammer A to Z. It's hammer time. <laughs> 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 
No, I was thinking about I, I, my I quote fucking Days of Our Lives often you know, like Sam's oh, yeah. in the Hourglass yeah, yeah, like Sam's through the Hourglass yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> love that stuff yeah, so, uh, and that's that I wasn't laughing you was laughing at ridiculous of me not realizing I've done that joke I get it yeah. like 20 times but yeah, yeah as, as far as yeah, I'm gonna send this to Matthias now because mm-hmm. I think you got stuff to say here but as far as uh, the time thematic goes mm-hmm. I think it's a quite clever interesting way to apply time into the story of uh, integrity and rebellion mm. Mm. Uh, yeah and, and I, I mean again the lyric and the theme of the song fits the it's a bit it's straight ahead single minded very physical, focused physical very physical yeah. extremely so yeah. I, I think the, the lyrics fits the, 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 oh, yeah, the yeah, music definitely. 100% yeah. I and really the theme of the album and the theme of the album yeah I, I really like it right. a lot. It reintroduces the uh, the intro riff from the beginning only once in the main song, but that lower from a lower octave it adds an amazing layer, and then you get another unique harmony for for the playout. It's almost it's almost too long, but it's like you've just run a marathon and you're trying to slow down and cool your muscles. So maybe it it needs to be a little a little extra for good measure there. I actually like that. You know, I like when when a song gets a unique outro, so that you're not just you know running out on the verse or the chorus, but you actually get an outro. It's a minute long. It's quite long for an outro, yeah. But it's so layered and it keeps changing that it they they do something interesting. That's why I love this song and this song. They, they, they especially with this song, it's a prime example where they just they do something interesting and they change something within it very subtly each time. They switch up the harmonies in this part all the time, you know. So uh, one guitar moves, the other stays, that kind of thing. What is that called when you slow it down? Uh, ritardando. Uh, that must be an Italian term. Uh, like, you know, a few of the music theory terms are like forte, fortissimo, those kind of that's dynamic terms. Uh, ritardando is uh, for just slowing down. You, know? you could call it tempo drop if you want to be uh, current, I guess. No, I like I liked the original term, the Latin or Italian terms for music. You learn something new. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it's uh, when you it's easy to remember Ritardando anyway, and Maiden uses it all the time. It's uh, I think it's uh, lost a little bit in more modern metal because they played stuff to click tracks. A lot of the songs just end like, you know, like that. I, I think a good Ritardando is necessary, especially for this. You know, if you've been running on an outro for one minute, you have to do something that really punctuates the song. I, I like the outro. I don't I don't think it's too long, but it's long, you know. But I don't think it's too long. It's like it's proportionate to the rest of the song i would say it's the right amount of long 
And I think the, the Ritadondo part that you talked about, it's, it makes the music feel more alive rather like Yannick says he hates playing to, to click tracks. Yep. He kills the music. Whereas if not, everyone's quite on the exact same note, it makes it feel like, okay, it's, it's being performed by humans not robots. Yeah, exactly. And when you do a, a slowdown or a ritardando, it's not like everyone has to slow down in the same exact sequence. You know, it, it can loosen up a little bit in between the instruments. Uh, it just sounds good anyway. You know, it sounds natural. Some stuff is easier to do without a click track because it's really hard to do it if you have to follow a click that is descending in tempo because then it's a, you know, it's a machine rather than all the musicians compromising together. Now, when we're Should talking we... about the loneliness or the long distance run, yeah. I have a question for you. All right. All right. Writing lyrics, drawing inspiration from a movie or a book. Is that a cool thing to do or just lazy? 100% a cool thing to do. Uh, I'm going to agree with Eric. I'm, I'm raised with this band. So for me, it's a cool thing to do. Uh, I've never done it myself, but I guess I'm not that cool. <laughs> but do, do, do you think it was deliberately cool or just because no it was oh, not no, we have to have something to write no, no, it was not deliberately cool for no. sure i don't think but that's why it's so cool and there's loads of songs that are inspired by films and a few by books now you have uh, greg's sentiment sometimes they're just shouting a movie title <laughs> <laughs> falling down and sometimes stress, stress. sometimes they sing it like the lonely Oh, that's not no. shouting, is it? No, no. no. That's a good segue. Good segue into the music. Well, that's a very strange chorus. Who who writes that kind of chorus? Two choruses in a six-minute song. Yeah, that's Steve. I was just point out just, uh, for the listener if there was any weird noise in the background just now. I don't know why I did this, but I decided to open the curtains because there's a lovely sunset. Mm. Yeah. yeah, there is. It's oh, yeah, it's really really and it's too bad we're not on YouTube so you could see this. The expressway down below oh, with the wow. cars. It looks awesome. You yeah. want to make a synthwave song to this? There's some kind of poetry in this. Yeah. I'd say so. It's and I don't have the words to describe mm, the no poetry of the view from the apartment. Yeah, Great it's a, view. I love this view. That's where I'm sort of, yeah, it's very. So, you haven't grown tired of it. No, yeah, not not not, not <laughs> two months. I've been here. No, I'm not. The view from the apartment. Yeah, yeah. That's a song for you. Me and Henrik had this uh, uh, discussion a few days ago, and Henrik had this objection of a sort that there are so many parts. He said. There's so many parts in this song. And I, I, I thought, yeah, there's quite a few different quite musical much. themes, like melodies, chord progressions. So what I did, I did a bit of research and I started to think, how many parts are there? And the results, and the results. <laughs> of the measuring, <laughs> this, this song has... Malta as two points. By my standard, has 11 different kind of musical themes and melodies makes sense things going on 11 That's and what does that say almost a dozen that's <laughs> <laughs> almost a dozen that's true that is what that says yes. <laughs> so i had to make a bit of a comparison to other and the had... song itself is half a dozen minutes long <laughs> <laughs> that's a joke yeah. that no listener no would understand yeah, i like yeah. to i like to divide my dozens <laughs> 
I don't know. So, so I made. Uh, uh, I just <laughs> randomly picked a few other Steve Harris solo songs okay. from from okay. about the same time era. Interesting. Number of the Beast has eight different themes. There's still a bit for for that length, yeah. Yeah. Run to the Hills has. Five. Mm-hmm. Five. It's quite short. Sounds sounds legit, yeah. Five. Where Eagles There? Eight. Four. four. Uh, eight. Eight. Mm-hmm. To Tame a Land, which is a longer song, mm-hmm. has ten. Ten. The Duelists has ten. Ten parts. And the other song we have talked about, Lightning Strikes Twice, has six musical themes or melodies. So, so just to retrace, how many in, in, in Loneliness? Eleven. 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 Nearly a dozen. <laughs> yeah. If I uh, if I thought about this idea, I would have checked like later songs as well, uh-huh. like uh, the red and the black. So uh, out, out of curiosity, not at all out of trying to monitor this, but uh, what is a part? Uh, I mean, you have the first do ba do 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 do, and when that returns in the, at the end of the song, that's the same part. But right. played in a yeah. different way. Yeah, yeah. Um, sounds like you're you're thinking um, the way I would. Think. Yeah. yeah, but some some parts are just short seg segways 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 segway. yeah into another part which is just some yeah. it's a short bridge yeah. or something. That's the hardest part to write when you're writing a song. Yeah, those little segways. But the these toughest. are so important. They're very important. Yeah. Otherwise, you end up with lightning strikes twice. <laughs> Why did you emphasize strikes twice? Strikes twice. But it doesn't twice. always. It's just sometimes, sometimes lightning. Maybe sometimes. Yeah, maybe. Strikes. And the odd chance. Yeah. If you're lucky. You never know. When I was sort of initially picking up the albums, I think I, my first one, my first four were uh, Fear the Dark, Brave uh, New World, Peace of Mind, and Seven Sun. And then my girlfriend at the time, she had Somewhere in Time. Oh. So I, I think I borrowed that, and that would have been that would have been uh, that would have been two thousand one actually. Probably. I probably borrowed my first listening sessions from my cousin, mm-hmm. who's who's been. I actually asked him to come on the show, but he was too shy to do so. But he's active in the Friends of the Beast with his likes anyway. Oh, that's nice. Klaus, Klaus Akebo, shout out to him because otherwise I wouldn't have been here. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. It's a six months younger cousin yeah. in this case, but you know, but, there's always a cousin or brother or but something. But you you guys first discovered this album by CD. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely yeah. by CD. So, what did you think about the album cover when you first had it? Loved it then. Love it. I love it even more now that yeah. I got the vinyl. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, 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 but I even loved it on CD. Yeah. yeah. If, if you look up on, in the, in my shelf bookshelf behind you there, there's a, there's a TARDIS on the right sort of. Yeah, you can say it's, it's so it's, it's like yeah the the, the blue box yeah so. That's uh, the, that's on the cover. Of, that's on, yeah, exactly. And that that yeah. is something I sort of really enjoyed mm. later because it referenced. You know, that's why you, you own this. Why on the TARDIS? No, I own the TARDIS because I'm a Doctor Who fan, but that's ah. I'm a Doctor Who fan. Yeah, it's a reference to that. Yeah, so that, that, that's also where I sort of, at least in my mind, my, so I'm kind of... I sort of toyed Do you the think idea. I should get into Doctor Who? I think you could. I think because you could, I think yeah. I should. I think you should too, man. Yeah, I, I think, think I should. Yeah. But isn't it just too much? There's so many episodes, so many Doctors. There's a limited time ahead of me. <laughs> Do I have the time to spend that on Doctor Who? I think so. I ask thee, is it? Well, I think I think I think I think it would. I think I don't know. Okay, how, how old are you? Forty-six. <laughs> I am turning forty-eight. Forty-eight. Yeah, wow, you have plenty year. of time left. Ancient, to watch, yeah, to watch Doctor Who. I'm kind of ancient fella. The, I would say the, my age isn't that impressive, is it? No. Yeah, I agree. It is daunting to sort of take on a new series that's like fucking 
It's it's been going since The Wire. I can't try. It's like it's, it's, well, too, could, it's so many episodes out, and I don't know. <laughs> well, I got a bad news with Doctor Who then, because there's even more about that. Is it all in the same uh, story as well? No, I mean sort of, but it's it, the way where the way I mean the way they sort of worked out. This started in '63. Um, have they? Do they have like time travel and stuff in that? Too? That that is very. That is the main. Story. Well, that saves everything. It's like then you don't you have to know that. No, I mean that I, box uh, there. I have a feeling that they might be included in some so time travel. That, 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 feeling. Yeah. that box, not specifically that box, but the sort of what is the TARDIS is a is a time machine. Yeah. Go time and space. Yep, I know that only because of Sovereign Time. There you go. Yes, uh, and so eventually, the 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 Doctor is a. Uh, Alien? Alien from a planet called Gallifrey, and he's, he travels around time just, you know. So far, so good. Yeah. And essentially, the idea is when, when, it, when someone. Sounds just, promising. Yeah. Doing, doing yeah. things, and, you know, you're just, you know, helping people out and whatnot. And essentially, um, whenever someone of his uh, species is near death, they can regenerate into another body. So that's how you have. Thir- there's so far 13 different doctors. It's the same person mm-hmm. with sort of varying sort of. A, Personality characteristics each time, right. but it's it's a, it's a, it is the same person. So na- nowadays, so the so the I like the, that. It's almost the reverse of Link in Zelda because that's different persons, you know, oh, there you but go. they have the same character traits. I'll I'll I'll, I'll, I'll uh, figure out some episodes I can recommend to you, but you might like. I can totally understand that sort of taking on something that big is can be a bit daunting. Yeah. Like hey, like uh, like there's 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 a show out that a lot of people said I should watch called Supernatural. Like it's like nineteen seasons. Like I'm not gonna do that. Ninety. Nineteen. Nineteen. <laughs> Ninety. Yeah, I mean, we talked about Days of Our Lives. Yeah, yeah. Golden yeah. yeah. like, yeah. no, and the Beautiful. <laughs> yeah. I I never I never even like no I'm not gonna do that. <laughs> yeah, no, it's a lot. It's a lot. It's a handful. Like uh, you could go epic in five. So what's gonna happen in nineteen? Well, I mean, it's I mean, it's just like I I wish I I think I'd enjoy it, but I wish I sort of did it when it started rather than. Jumping on it now because I, I don't think there's a version of me that's going to want to like sands through the hour. Oh, so <laughs> there you go. You gotta love how ballsy that is to stop right at the finish line and. I don't know what if they get into what happens to him afterwards, but maybe Steve saw himself as the runner and the prison as all the executive producers or magazine writers who wanted who wanted Maiden to go in one direction or the other. Could speculate as to what it ties into until the cows come home. Did you invent that? I like that. Until the cows come home. Oh no, it's a com it's a common saying here. It's some you can when you can do something so long that it's almost the end of the day where the cows are coming home. I believe that's the origin of it. Maybe a farming term. Yeah, we know there's loads of fans of this album out there. Uh, I know quite a few. Like yeah, this, this. I love the title track. I always wanted to hear that live. Yeah. Never will. Uh, you know, I, can, I can pretty much confidently say that I never will. You but never I hope, will. I hope I'm wrong. But, uh, well, you're not wrong. I'm sorry. To I'm say. pretty much right. <laughs> so, okay, I, I, I think there's a bigger chance you'll hear Alexander the Great live. Yeah, I yeah, think so too. Yeah. And that'd be a good little bone for us. You yeah. know, fans of this album. I've always been. It's it's sort of smack in the middle of no, not really. It's towards the latter era of, of classic Maiden, mm-hmm. but it's an important album. To me, it's an important album. Like yeah. uh, Maiden without Summer in Time. Yeah, then we'd have to redo the whole podcast. We have yeah. to start over. Yeah, it's an it's an important step.
Yeah, for the band. Absolutely. Yeah. But do you agree? Because there is uh, this idea which I uh, kind of agree to, but not fully. But the uh, the idea is that this is Adrian's album. This is the album where Adrian sort of stepped in, being uh, like, this is his album. The sounds. Yeah, someone said this, and this is not my way of phrasing things, so apologies in advance, but someone said this album is Adrian's bitch. Okay. <laughs> and, and that's not how I would put it, but I, I understand where this fella is coming from. Yeah. yeah. Because Adrian has three uh, soul-written titles yeah. on the album, and he has the both of the singles Yeah. soul-written by him, lyrics and music. So and uh, you know I don't know Eric I'll run this by you I think mm-hmm. you're as much of an Adrian fanboy as I am. Oh yeah. And isn't it nice? <laughs> isn't it nice yeah. to just have him have him have an album that is his album? Yeah. <laughs> Definitely. Um, there's a. It just it just it just sounds. Oh, there's so many. Also, if you, even if you don't take songs, just like some of the solos on this are. Yeah. Great album. Well, you you mentioned Strange Land as your my favorite guitar made in guitar solo, yeah, and they're many good. That's my favorite. That's really good. stories about Bruce being so uninspired yeah. for this session he brought in a lot of songs that no one wanted to be there but listen to his vocals he's listen, not, listen he's, to he, this guy singing he's not uninspired he still, he still cares about his yeah. vocal delivery I'm also now doubting that what I said before that it would be one of the most summer in time sounding because now I'm thinking Reverse is one of the more translatable songs that could have been on albums like Fear of the Dark even. Yeah. Uh, Henrik has, has had this idea that because there's so many parts in it that the, this was one of the first like really modern Steve type of songs. Oh, that's a great point. Yeah. So this, this could have been on like, this could have been on the latest album even. Almost. Even so, but then the parts would have been so much longer. I, I took the liberty, mm-hmm. even even now, and put this on the list. Oh yeah, yeah, no, yeah, yeah. Actually, it's on the list for me definitely. I was gonna make a false suspense, yeah. 
if you guys were on the fence, but, <laughs> oh. but our guest Paul, he also had the, the power to put it on the list, which he did. Yeah, so yeah. everyone's agreeing in this one. Yeah. 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 We also got what we listened to, Rotation. Oh yeah, Rotation. Rotation. We have to start with Matthias then. I think what I will mention this time, I have been listening just out of curiosity to the latest Helicopters album. Mm-hmm. I used to what listen to them. Maybe what do you reckon about? I th- thought it was actually really good. I'm not a fan of action rock. Is Ma- it that, that, that is action rock. Yeah. <laughs> That's action rock. Yeah. Uh, but I, I really enjoyed it. I didn't expect to. Uh, and I'm not by any stretch uh, a huge fan of Helicopters, but I thought it was a great album. Mm. But what I'd like to talk about that I actually listened to a few days ago uh, is that I start to think about a favorite drummer of mine uh-huh. who is named Neil Cooper. Mm. He's a drummer of... Uh, uh, he's, a, he's an Englishman, but he plays with Therapy, who is from Northern Ireland. Yeah. Yeah? And when he came into the band, that was sort of a like a jackpot, uh, uh, yeah. marriage in heaven for me, because I really enjoyed the band he was in before he got into therapy. Oh. And there's this song. Uh, this is a bit weird, but I start to think of a certain song called Crooked Timber, off the album Crooked Timber, which is good title. I like title. Crooked Timber. Crooked yeah, Timber. Yeah, it's it's about humanity. On the title track, I love the album, by the way. Uh, Crooked Timber is one of mm-hmm. the best uh, therapy albums. Mm-hmm. There is uh, The title track has this sort of weird hi-hat pattern. Mm. Right. And that made me think, again, of a band that I used to listen to a lot uh, in the 90s. Uh, and the band he used to be in is called The Beyond. The Beyond. Yes. Uh, put out two albums. The first one is called Crawl. It came out on EMI Records on Harvest, mm. which was in the 70s the EMI's progressive, uh, I think, Pink Floyd. Sub-label, uh, progressive yeah, sub-label. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Pink Floyd was on Harvest. And they brought that label out for The Beyond, which is mm. in itself really, really cool. Uh, of course, the album uh, bombed. It didn't sell. Uh, yeah. Uh, Same goes for Captain Beyond. Yeah, title. I, I discovered. Too. I discovered Crawl, and I, and I have to say, the drum sound, the production is really extreme. It's mm. kind of almost, I would say, almost annoying. Unfortunately, I discovered that only the first album that came out on EMI, Crawl, is on uh, Spotify. Okay. And, not, and not the second one, which was released on another label. But uh, in short, check it out. Uh, for me, uh, a new Kirk Hammond single. Oh, yeah, yeah. I liked it. High Plains Drifter.
has a bit of the Tame Land in it, and I think it's actually pretty cool. I was happily surprised with it. No, I, I dug it. I dug yeah. it too. Then we have a drummer coming in, Nate Smith. He's coming to Stockholm with uh, Kinfolk, his band. Yeah, that's right. I got to do it too. Um, well, I uh, today I've been listening to um, uh, no, I've been listening to Pearl Jam record No Code. I haven't heard that in quite a few years, and for some I don't know why I've heard it, but I've I listened to it almost the entirety today. It's a great album. It's a great album. I was actually on the sort of hunt for that one, any sort of because I, I want to get the '90s stuff. Yeah, because you attended the record fair yeah. as well. Did you buy anything? I bought, I bought, uh, yeah. So I bought um, an old Alice Cooper. I bought Constrictor. I, um, All right. I bought. Uh, let's see. Did you have to fork money off for that, or was it just like bargain? That was that was very cheap. Bargain bin. That was very cheap. I also got uh, the Animal House soundtrack, very cheap. I don't think it's a particularly good soundtrack. I just it's an Ivan Reitman movie, and I just wanted to have it. Um, Some I, things you just want to yeah, own. And I, I got. <laughs> I don't even want to play. I, I got in Nirvana's uh, Incesticide. Uh, Some stuff you just want yeah. to to have. But let's just as like sort of a to name one record that you want that you that's on your that you that you really want to have that you haven't that you have not found yet or you haven't been able to. Uh, just out of top of my head, I know there's a record that Henrik has, which is a, a Spanish pressing of. Uh, uh, it's made in Japan with a poster or something. Mm-hmm. And that poster is a Derek Riggs original, which is haven't really been around on any other sort of uh, releases. Yeah, Of course I want that. I wouldn't one. count that into being a completist. I would count that into being a... Uh, what's the word? Aficionado? Aficionado is the aficionado. word. <laughs> That's aficionado stuff. That's yeah. not completely stuff. Yeah. For me, it's very basic. Rain in Blood, the Slayer record. I've never seen it on vinyl. I love the cover art of it. You know, yeah. that goat and the throne of blood. Yeah. Uh, I'd love to have that on vinyl. I've never seen it. Really? Yeah, I've never seen it. 
Okay. I've never ever in my life seen a physical copy of Rainy Blood on vinyl. I'm, I'm not sure if it's rare or anything. I mean, even, sure, even, 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 even a reissue? There, there is a reissue, I think. It should be, right? Oh, definitely. It would make sense uh, from a marketing perspective to have yeah. that. But, uh, yeah, like, maybe, like an 86 version, because yeah. then vinyl was still the game, right? Yeah. Uh, so I'm not sure why I've never seen that, so I, I would list that one. I'd say uh, just uh, again. I, I, a lot of times I'll ask questions and not have an answer for myself, but uh, <laughs> uh, definitely. I mean, I was looking for no code or Vitology, but probably yesterday I did not find any of them. Yeah, and that uh, was two thousand, right? No, Vitology and uh, no code are nineties. Okay, so that even, that's probably even harder. Than that. Yeah, there are. Uh, uh, when I was selling my my uh, parts of my maiden collection, yeah. I was looking into because I have those. Uh, I'm a bit of a Pearl Jam fan nice. myself, so I have these on on vinyl as well. Uh, and I realized that they were like thousands <laughs> <Yeah>. from Swedish. <laughs> yeah. uh, but I just had a very hard time to to separate. Yeah, yeah. And they're still in my collection. Well, that's good. I think, yeah. I think that's a good call. Yeah. yeah. Um, we should we should uh, cap this off. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, we're uh, quite a bit here. Let's use the one that I uh, I learned from uh, from from Paul this morning. Mm -hmm. uh, up the irons. Skull from the north. Until the cows come home. Yeah.